Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Here are the nominees for performance by an actress in a leading role. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for putting me through what you put me through. But I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just want to, uh, here we go. OK, uh, the studio, I love you, and Cameron Crowe, and uh, Tom Cruise, I love you, brother. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. <laughs> did you do hello and welcome to another episode of the alternative oscars or as we've referred to it in the past as the anders and adamy awards oh yeah so uh, yeah so we go back in time to uh, you know to rewrite the wrongs of oscars history and uh you know, a lot take of wrongs. A lot of wrongs yeah, to rewrite. A lot of wrongs. And uh, yeah, we sort of change things around, give the the awards to people who may have deserved it more than the actual winners, or sometimes we just say, Yeah, they deserved it, and then just, you know, move on, kind of thing. So mm -hmm. today we are looking at the 55th Academy Awards held April eleventh, nineteen eighty-three, at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles. The hosts were Walter Matow, Liza Minnelli. Huh? Dudley Moore and Richard what? Pryor. What? Yeah. That's like the most incredible lucky dip. Like, that's like, you know, if you play the hat game where you write names on a little bit of paper and you draw that, that's like someone's played the hat game. And there's, I'm just picturing people sitting around, a bunch of people sitting around a room getting drunk with like those names on their head. Like, that is the most random, like, scattergun grouping of celebrities. To host, but 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 great! I would I would watch the hell out of that Oscars. Yeah, I would absolutely be up for that. Yeah, particularly and Richard Pryor. Yeah, I mean Richard Pryor. I mean he was a very, I mean he was a great comedian, but he was also a very like firecracker. You know, he was very unpredictable with his. He mood was not stuff. afraid of stating his opinion. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but also I think you know I think his. I mean he was a very very funny man, and he I've seen a couple of his. I've, I've seen one of his uh, uh, comedy specials, which is really, really funny. And I can see how he would have influenced other people like Eddie Murphy, for instance, who's, you know, I think of that same sort of comedy, that style of comedy. I think him as an Oscar host would be very interesting to see, but I feel like with his unpredictability, it can be very, would it would have made for an interesting show. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, um... have you ever seen a film of his called uh, Blue Collar, uh, Paul Schrader's film? No. It's very good. Not. It's a very good film. Um... I'm realizing I haven't seen a lot of films from 1982. So, uh, yeah, so that's not very helpful. But I bet you've seen loads of them. I've seen a few, yeah. I mean, uh, the out of the films that are nominated for Best Director, the only film I haven't seen is Das Boot. Oh, I've seen Das Boot. But that's but this is not, now we've got this problem again because Das Boot was released in 1981. And so it's like Hollywood is late with the foreign films again. So, well, I, I think because it was released in Germany in 1981 and it wasn't, you know... Ah. Yeah, that's not very expensive. Also, States in 1991. Another film that came out in 1982, or TV series that was also edited into a film, was Fanny and Alexander, which was nominated for Oscars the following year. So it wasn't 
eligible for this year because I don't think it was released in America. It's so confusing doing this. Okay, um, fine. I actually have not seen Fanny and Alexander, which um, is silly. Uh, I need to do something about that. Um, you should. It's so, um, yeah. I've only uh, seen will... the TV version. I've not seen the three-hour cut of the film. Oh, I yeah. I want to. I want to watch the full version as well, right? Surely, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, I, this, this not. This is not interesting for our listeners. But no, um, no, no. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. So yeah, this was the year uh, Gandhi won big. It got. I think it was the film with the most nominations. It was nominated for eleven Oscars and won eight of them. One of two of which were best director for Richard Attenborough and uh, best actor for Ben Kingsley, who played Mahatma Gandhi. I've not seen Gandhi. You've not seen it. No, it's good. It's very, it's long. If you've got like three hours to kill, like epic. it's, it's a, it's a very epic film. If you've got like yeah. a, a, a Sunday where you're not doing anything and you've got like a three hour period where you can watch like this, this gargantuan film, it's, it's definitely worth watch. It'd be interesting. I mean, it'd well, be interesting. It, if- it's sort of like a, it's, it's Richard Attenborough was inspired by Lawrence of Arabia, wasn't he? He was sort of trying to do something similar to that. Yeah, it's it's very David Lean esque. Yeah, no, it's it's been on my list for a long time. I don't know what the fuck I've been doing all my life where I haven't seen that yet. But um, okay, well look, let's do let's go and uh, re uh, re um, what do we call it? Redistribute some Oscars wealth because I bet there are some people who didn't deserve to win this year. Yeah, um, do you want to start with the acting awards? Y- yeah, can we actually start with best actress because I I want to put a question mark next to Meryl Streep. I'm not saying she's bad in, in Sophie's Choice, but Sophie's Choice is not a great film. In fact, it might not even be a very good film. I, no, I don't think it's very... I, in fact, I think it's fine. But it's really quite over the top. Um, it's sort of schmaltzy in a way. It's moving, but it's not... I don't know. Like... Do you want to hear what Pauline Kael said about the film? Yes, I want to hear what Pauline Kael says because it's going to be more um, erudite and more interesting than what I have to blather about. So yeah, say what, what, what did so Pauline she, Kael say? So she was writing for The New Yorker and she wrote that Sophie's Choice is, this is what she said, is I think an infuriatingly bad movie. The whole plot yeah. is based on a connection that isn't there. The connection between Sophie and Nathan's relationship and what the Nazis did to the Jews. Eventually, we get to the mystery, to Sophie's choice, and discover that the incident is garish rather than illuminating, and too particular to, to, to sorry, and too particular to demonstrate anything general. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I wasn't disappointed because I actually don't think I ever thought this was a good film. But when I watched it, I was just very, it was, it, was, it made me sort of impatient. I, I, I wanted the film to be over, um, and it wasn't like, it, yeah, it did not tie together the past and the present. And when you think, okay, this is a Holocaust survivor that's made this like terrible choice, but it's like everything she's suffering from in the present seems to have, seems to do, it seems to be sort of focused on this relationship she has with Kevin Klein's character, who's got nothing to do with them. Anyway, look, um, I just want to say, I think there are other eligible people who could have won Best Actress. And I'm going to throw a name in there that you are just, um, uh, that uh, that you probably don't know, um, but um, but it's that that uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her first name correctly. But Sarah Scott, um, who plays uh, the main character in the Kathleen Collins film *Losing Ground*, it's a wonderful uh, sort of examination of a marriage um, 
and it's about this um it's about this college professor uh who's played by Sir Scott who um he, you know who's married to this slightly um uh kind of mercurial artist husband and she's she sort of discovers herself a little bit in the course of the film um and uh but but their 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 marriage is is kind of um broken apart in the course of it as well um it's a very sort of poignant and lovely movie and it's one of those american independent films that's done on like a tiny tiny budget um but just really feels very very genuine a little bit similar to like killer of sheep or something but nowhere near as like stark as killer of sheep this is a gentle um sort of almost almost sort of like a dogma film you know like a it's very right sort of naturalistic and you know i i, I love it um but um but yeah, Sorry, she, did you say performance naturalistic is that what you said yeah 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 cool Sorry. are we having unreliable Internet. No, no, no. There was just someone drilling upstairs. So I'm um, just, I, I just didn't want, I wanted to make sure that I got what you said. Drilling, like um, putting a hole in a wall, not like going left, right, left, right. No, 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 <laughs> no. Drilling, it, it, I mean, that, that would be very weird. It'd be like living with Arlie Ermey as your neighbor. Oh gosh, imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so that's one of my nominations. Um, what about you? I don't know. I mean, I would. I, I this. I mean, it is bad that I haven't seen any of the uh, best actress nominations. I. I mean, uh, I. I would like to see the film Missing with Sissy Spacek. That's the Costa Gravas. Film. You know what? That was going to be my second nomination. Sissy Spacek is really good in that movie, and it's a really good film. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, and also his other film Zed is also great. Apparently, have you not seen any Costa Gravas films? No, I haven't. No. A oh different. man, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and watch um, Zed and watch um, watch uh, State of Siege and watch Missing. Yeah, they're all brilliant. Yeah. I know. I know Zed is on the Criterion Channel, um, so I'll definitely yes. add it to the list. Uh, Deborah, no, watch, watch it tonight. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch it tonight. Maybe um, you don't have to, but like, it's just, it's just really. Um, so listeners, Anders is so suggestible. It's like, watch it tonight. Like, okay, I'll watch it tonight. Like, <laughs> do what you want, but like, just it's a really good film. Uh, and listeners, that goes for you too. Watch Zed. Yeah, uh, Deborah Winger was nominated uh, for an officer and a gentleman, and uh, she was nominated the next year for uh, Terms of Endearment, which is also a very like fine. See, film. These are like these these films are in that in that category of like eighties movies that where I'm like I'm so familiar with the title, like, Officer and a Gentleman, Terms of Endearment. Sophie's Choice. I, until recently, I hadn't seen Sophie's Choice. They're all these films that I just assume I'll sort of never watch, but I also, some part of my brain assumes I have seen them. Um, you know what I mean? Like, because there's such, like, famous I've seen names. The Simpsons make fun of them in their episodes, so... Right, exactly. Yeah. I've seen The Simpsons make fun of them. I've seen Family Guy make fun of them. I've probably seen, you know, like, other... There's, there's all sorts of cultural references to all these films, and yet it's like, will I ever actually sit down and watch An Officer and a Gentleman? Probably not. Um, in terms of endearment, maybe... Dance um, Dance is really worth watching just for Shirley uh, MacLaine and Jack Nicholson. I love Shirley MacLaine. I love her. Um, and of course, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what the fuck? Uh, so, any other nominations that you would care to throw in there? Um, this might be a bit of a. I, don't, I've, I think I would like to throw in. This might actually fall under Best Supporting Actress, but maybe she's also kind of the lead of the film as well. I would kind of throw in maybe Sandra Bernhard from The King of Comedy, the Martin Scorsese film. Okay, I've not seen that. 
Um, Ooh, King but, of Queens, um, amazing! It's so good. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm down with that. I'm, uh, I can, I can, I can see your nomination there. Um, well, maybe even so, like Sean Young from Blade Runner, because I think her performance in that. I was is thinking about Sean Young, yeah, but she could. I think that would be more of a supporting actor as well, and she doesn't. I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking performance, I have to say. I mean, she's good. Yeah, she's good. I mean, I would, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, Daryl Hannah and Sean Young, I mean, they're both pretty good in that film, but I think the people that you remember the most are Harrison Ford and it's Rutger. It's Rutger's movie. <laughs> yeah, it is Rutger's movie. <laughs> and actually, um, what's his name? Um, E.B. Farnham from Deadwood, William Sanderson. He's very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays uh, J.F. Sebastian. And Joe Turkle's good too. Um, okay, so wait. Um, so I guess our choice, our Sophie's choice, <laughs> is uh, Sissy Spacek or Surrette Scott. Um, and you, you've seen neither of those films. No. So I guess you can decide. You'll, I'll leave it up. Uh, I would like to give it to Surrette Scott because Sissy Spacek will probably win for other things. Um, so let's do that. Yeah. Should and we... then it's a way of supporting independent cinema. So sorry, Meryl, one of your many, many Oscars has been taken away from you. I, did, I think she was, I can't remember what, when it was. It was like, it might have been an Oscars ceremony or it was some other thing. And she sort of made a joke about herself. It's like, even I've been, even I've said I'm overrated <laughs> because of like the amount of awards that she was getting and everything like that. My my, my wife, no, my, uh, we, we know someone, I know someone through Lily, my wife, um, who um, is married to, Meryl Streep's niece and this dude brings up the fact that he's married to like that his niece's aunt is Meryl Streep five minutes into any conversation with someone he hasn't met before it's fucking ridiculous it's like um that's you know it's funny my my wife's aunt is actually Meryl Streep and uh and it's like <laughs> it's, it's like the, just the name just like drops out of the pocket every day anyway that's him um, dropping a name my, my tenuous meryl streep connection um okay should we um, go to best actor yeah sure let's do this in a random order yeah um, so of of, okay so this year it went to sir ben kingsley for gandhi King Bensley, yeah. And I think this was actually his big break. This was like his, this was like his, um, this was his big, this was his, I think his first ever big leading role, I, th I, I believe. Right. And he's not, um, he is, he does have Indian ancestry, right? So he's not doing brown face, is he? Not really. I don't, I, I, well, let me just do a quick Googling. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, was, he was born Krishna Pandit uh, Banji um, in. Okay, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. That's all I need to know. But so I feel like that's still, so that's not um, as problematic as all that. But what are some other nominations then? I mean, you've seen, you've seen it. I imagine you think it's a justified win. He's level. very good in it, and I think he kind of, it's one of those roles where it's like the actor just kind of disappears into it, so it's just like, it, it's it's like Gandhi has just come to life, and apparently a lot of people actually, when they saw him, when they were filming in India, when they saw Ben Kingsley and how re realistic he looked, a lot of people actually thought it was Gandhi's ghost. Right. Um, so it, uh, I mean, it's the same with um, Robert Downey Jr. for when, when he played Charlie Chapman, again, in a film also directed by Richard Attenborough, like um, his his daughter Geraldine Chaplin plays her her grandmother in the film, and when she saw Robert Downey Jr. as Chaplin, I think she had like a little like she was so shocked and got emotional when she saw when he saw how realistic he was. This is why it's weird sometimes doing these films. It's like 
wouldn't we just be better off maybe with a documentary especially with people who've been around so long it's like it's it's sort of uncanny it, it sometimes with um with the movies where they 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 make up the actors so much and they do all this like over the top production it's like i don't know it's it's almost too precise or something um anyway that's but this is maybe deviation have you seen maestro the leonard bernstein film no my in-laws watched it because they knew leonard bernstein and they said it was not great basically they were saying how it didn't really capture his spirit the they were they were also pointing out that basically it's he's he's an okay actor uh dominic uh what's his name bradley cooper bradley cooper not dominic cooper um the uh but like he's not a good director and i think that the music stuff wasn't done particularly well i mean i think there's also some of that that's like they know the guy and they knew the his story really well yeah. but it, yeah it, I, i'm not i'm not that interested in watching that i have to say um i i but, thought bradley cooper did a very good job directing the film i think there's some really cool like sweeping shots and stuff i but at the same time i still found the film to be very hollow like i had a hard time trying to connect with these real life figures and i think that yeah, was but that's bad directing i mean i was i think that's on him as well like sweep anyone can do sweeping shots i mean then he, well, he gets it's a good the screenplay as well the screenplay it just kind of yeah. breezes through all these stages of his life without without really sort of saying why he was so good and not really focusing so much on the on the stuff that he did like they don't they sort of like west side story is just like thrown out there and never really you know it's just i don't know it, it, it could have worked better as a miniseries i think or just don't do it like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah exactly just do but, a really good documentary about um about anyway. this guy i mean there's like there's so much footage and there's so many people who could you know speak to his um story in his career anyway that's my opinion on it um so the other yeah. thing you could do i watched citizen kane last night and the other thing you could do is you could make a film that's loosely based on the career of leonard bernstein and but make it then you can have fun with the story and you can change it up and do all this other stuff rather than having to be sort of always going up against the people who are like ah, it actually didn't happen that way and it's like well it doesn't matter because i made it up so yeah no. exactly it, i get very bored with this like predictability of every year at the oscars we have like a big biopic of some person who hasn't had a biopic made of them yet and we all have to agree that it's a good film but they're not usually that good look at the churchill movie with gary oldman it was shit i still haven't seen it oh, it's rubbish it's so bad it's it, it, it's like it like makes it. Uh, yeah, I have so little time for that film. Um, okay, look, so, so back, back to nineteen eighty two. Back, back to this. Um, so at best the, actor. So best actor out of the um, out of the nominations, the other nominations I haven't of the ones I've seen are Dustin Hoffman for Tootsie. He's fantastic in, in that. Paul Newman yep. in The Verdict, amazing performance, and uh, Peter O'Toole for My Favorite Year, which I thought he was you know absolutely fantastic in and just wonderful as this have you seen my favorite year i've talked about no, it. i haven't i really want to oh you'd love it you'd love it it's like basically he's this washed up alcoholic english actor who gets hired to be on this kind of like an snl type show as like a comeback because one of the guys who works on the show is like a really big fan of his and then he's kind of shocked to realize that it's all done live in front of an audience and then when he realizes that at one point in the film it's just absolute genius it's like i haven't i haven't performed in front of an audience for 30 years i was i did a play i played a butler i had one line <laughs> damn it man i'm not an actor i'm a movie star i love that um i need to see that movie um 
the um the other nomination is Jack Lemon in the miss in in not the missing in missing, which is um terrific. He's really good in it. Um, but I bet there are some other people we could throw in. Like, what about Harrison Ford for Blade Runner? Hmm? Yeah, I would throw that in as well. Um, well I would. I um, I would also maybe throw in uh, the boy from ET who plays uh, Elliot because that's a the really boy great... from ET. Henry, Th- Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Oh, he's one of these people with two first names. Okay. Um, why we don't need to throw in the boy from ET? Leave him alone. He's it's just past his bedtime. He's not going to be. He's, he can't be given an award by like Walter Matto and Richard Pryor. Like. Um, like actually, actually it's really funny the the best supporting actress oscar that was the people who were presenting that were sigourney weaver and robert mitchum jesus christ <laughs> bloody hell can you imagine imagine if drew barrymore had won for et girl <laughs> have a cigarette uh <laughs> et um, the extraterrestrial um okay look so um, uh, I I have one other actor who I who I would throw in here because I think he is okay. actually really good in this particular film, and it is the it's actor Evan. Sylvester Stallone mm. from Rambo: First Blood. Oh Christ, Anders, please! It's a great performance. Why do you love Sylvester Stallone so much? <laughs> <laughs> He's an inspirational okay, figure. Like he came, he you know he built himself up out of nothing with Rocky, ooh, and, ooh, you know. Ooh, and then yeah. you know but but like the first rambo it's like it's a proper like psychological drama because it's essentially about a you know a vietnam veteran you know just getting because it starts off where he goes into this small town trying like to the film him. taxi driver except it's on like cocaine <laughs> so he's like a vietnam veteran and he got and he's a pow as well so he was in a prison of war. He was, and he goes into a small town trying to find a friend of his that he you know he served with but then he finds out that he's dead and he's sad and then Brian Dennehy is like this dick. I love, your, I love your movie synopses. <laughs> he's sad. <laughs> and then he gets a gun and kills everyone. Well, and then and then Brian Dennehy arrests him because he's like, you know, he's a drifter and he's like, he doesn't know him. And then while they're trying to arrest him in the police station, he has like a massive PTSD moment. And then he goes crazy. And then all the police going after him. And then his old boss is like, comes in and says like, you can't stop Rambo. He's well-trained. You can't stop him. And then it sort of, ends where he's in the police station with his old mentor amazing. and he sort of breaks down and he's talking about when he's coming back from the war and how people you know you know the, the whole thing about when vietnam veterans came back and and there's a scene where he just breaks down and he's like what do you do? i don't know what to do i can't find your legs it's such a great performance is it it is i mean you can laugh at it the description <laughs> of this film was Truly, one of the worst advertisements for any film I've ever heard. Um, so, um, okay, fine. I will nominate your friend Sly. So, you don't want to nominate him for Rocky Three? Uh, no, he's he's better in. Uh, well, he's better in. Because um... we're talking about absolute meatheads. What about uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan the Barbarian? Um... Well, I haven't seen. Well, I haven't seen Conan the Barbarian, so I don't know. Wait a minute. You did say you just watched Fitzcarraldo. What about Klaus Kinski? Well, I would, but I feel like the Oscars, like, are we really going to give an Oscar nomination to Klaus Kinski? The guy's a mad dog. I mean, wouldn't it, would, would, could, you, could you imagine Klaus Kinski at the Oscars, like, wearing, like, an ill-fitting tux? I don't think he <laughs> would just go. Just sitting there looking mental. <laughs> I don't think he would go. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, okay. Uh, what about, um, hmm, anyone from The Thing? I guess you could do a lot of supporting actors from The Thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, that's a. I saw that film recently again. That film is so good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really, really it's just terrific. like it's filled with just great character actors, and you got Kurt Russell, and it's such a great. I mean, it's a great film to watch during the winter time when everything's cold, and you know, it's it's just it it just adds to the atmosphere of watching the film. But um, I don't know. It's just it's 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 such a fun film. It's it's just trying to find all these little subtleties that John Carpenter sort of weaved into the film. It's you just notice little That's things very- each time. It's very rewarding. Um, okay, so I think our choices are um, Ben Kingsley, uh, Jack Lemon, Harrison Ford, and you, your Sylvester Stallone. Yes. They so, took first blood. <clears throat> um, wait, what do you want to go? Uh, what do you want to go for? I'm going to make a my my pitches for Jack Lemon. He's really good in, in this. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like I would I I guess I'd be the only Stallone vote. But I'll go with Jack Lemon. I'll go with Jack Lemon. Okay, great. Let's do that. We love Jack Lemon. He's one of the best actors ever to be on uh, yeah. uh in front of a movie camera. Oh, and I guess we'd still throw in a nomination for Peter O'Toole, right? Yes. Still keep Peter O'Toole's nomination. Okay, great. I think we have given him an award. Didn't we give him an award for um The Lion in Winter? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. So that's fine. So he's got an Oscar in this alternative, uh, yeah. in this multiverse that we've set up. All right, so um, next category. So uh, should we do Best Supporting Actress? So that went to Jessica Lang for Tootsie. I'm not really sure why. Have you seen Tootsie? Yeah, but it's like, she's fine in it, but like, like what? Like, I'm like, why is she getting it? Like, I would have given it to Terry Gar because I think Terry Gar gives a much better and more gives a much better and more interesting performance and also her role is a lot it's it, it's a much more it, there's more meat on that on the bones of that performance than it is on jessica lang's performance gina davis is fun in that film too oh right i didn't know i, I haven't seen it for a while so i didn't know that I, I mean bill murray he's also fantastic in it as well i do think you could have given it to drew barrymore for et yeah yeah definitely what about uh let's see now um I maybe I would throw in Charlotte Rampling from The Verdict. Oh, I have not seen. Uh, oh, and then you could say Sean Young for Blade Runner or um, Daryl Hannah. It's probably probably not either of those actually. Um, you know, so... Daryl Hannah has Asperger's, or is she she's autistic? I think. No, oh, I did not know that. Um, Just the more you know. Yeah. Right. Lots of people, lots of people do have. Mm. Uh, lots of people are on the spectrum, as it were. Um, yes. uh, I'm not seeing a lot of other good. Uh, anyone in Fanny and Alexander you want to throw in? Well, I mean, because it was nominated the following year, so. Oh fuck it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, but there's a bunch of people who I would nominate for Fanny and Alexander because the, the, the right. whole, okay, everyone we'll, in that, we'll, everyone we'll in that film to, is amazing. We'll come back to that. Yes. But okay, we're we're, we're sticking with the Oscars logic. All right. Right. Um, so, I would you like to go with Rampling, or would you like to do? Um, should we be adorable and give it to Drew Barrymore? Yeah, let's do that. Can you imagine Robert Mitchum and Sigourney Weaver giving like trying to like you. bend down and just give the Oscar to this giant Oscar to this little girl. It's like here you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. I quite. I think that's kind of. She is very. She's very good in the film. 
Um, yeah, and yeah, also, yeah, it's, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing Hollywood would have done because she's Hollywood um, royalty with the Barrymore, you know, uh, astronomy. Um, so you could you could definitely do that. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Shall we move Let's on? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Next. So, best supporting actor went to Louis Gossett Jr. for an officer and a gentleman, and he was the first African American actor to win a best supporting actor Oscar. So that's that's cool. Well, shouldn't it have gone to um, someone? I feel like it's got to be someone from the thing. Yeah, I would have given it to Wilfred maybe. Brimley or someone. Wilfred Brimley, yeah. You can imagine giving best supporting actor to Wilfred Brimley. Um, I uh, Wilfred Brimley, and I got diabetes. What? Well, he would always, he was he was because he had diabetes, but he would always start like a he was part of these like um, commercials to raise awareness for diabetes, and he would always be like oh, on right. a horse and be like, "Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley, and I got diabetes." But he would he would say it in that way, and then the horse would be like, "I'm Wilford Brimley's horse, and I've got a sore back." Um, <laughs> the there's only one name for this. Who? Rutger fucking Hauer. Yes, Rutger Hauer for. Uh, for, um, for Blade Runner. For Blade Runner. It's, it, it, it's absurd that he did not win an award for that. It's, it's one of the great performances. Yeah, um, he was a terrific He's character. so fucking good in that film. Yeah, he, um, he, he pretty much steals that whole movie. Like, he's just the, And the, the line, the, 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 the famous monologue is so good. It's one of the greatest movie quotes. It, 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 it you know... Oh, the tears in rain. Well, and one. then he and he practically improvised it because, like, apparently oh, they the, say that. Well, I mean, they had like a read through or something, and the because the writer David Webb Peoples, who also wrote the screenplay for Unforgiven, like they mm. were apparently it was like a really big long monologue and very philosophical, and like Rutger Hauer apparently just kind of condensed it to what it was in the film, <laughs> and then like Rutger Hauer gave him like a little cheeky like. <laughs> look to the to the screenwriter i love the idea of the monologue actually being this like one hour treatise on the nature of consciousness i think that's what it was yeah it was supposed yeah. to be if we begin with socrates and therefore take our understanding of the conscious mind based in slide two please uh yeah uh okay let's give it to rutger Hauer. let's move on yeah so uh best screenplay written directly for the screen that went to john Breeley briley for gandhi fair enough other nominations were Diner for Barry Levinson. I probably would have given it to to Diner. E.T. the Extraterrestrial to Melissa Matheson, who I think was married to Harrison Ford for a period of time. Really? Yeah. And Harrison Ford was in E.T. She was. She, was. she divorced him in 2004. Yeah. Well, he's married to... He's, he's married to uh, Callista Flockhart now. They were married for longer than... Okay, whatever. And, um, and then Officer okay, and the Gentleman and Tootsie were also nominated as well. Right. Um, so, what about the thing? I mean, that's based. Oh no, that that probably is a an adapted. Yeah, because it's based on another film and also a short story, so that would fall under best adapted screenplay. Okay. Okay. Uh, same with same with Blade Runner as well. Same with Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say. Yeah. So um, best adapted screenplay that went to Missing. Okay. Well, let's let's park that for a second. So. Films written directly for the screen. I mean, I'm happy to go with whatever you think. Do you think Diner? Actually, no, I feel... I think this might be an original film. I would go with uh, Paul D. Zinnemann for The King of Comedy. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I do. I, uh, I'm, it, I'm very 
shocked that this movie did not get any other nominations. You didn't uh you didn't want to throw in Robert De Niro as best actor? Yeah, best actor as well, and then also Jerry Lewis for best supporting actor. Okay, but neither of them are gonna beat our existing choices. No, 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 but they do deserve nominations. Okay, great. Um uh, best adapted screenplay then. Um I would say it's gotta be Blade Runner, right? Or yeah. it's gotta be I'd throw in the thing as well. Just I'd throw in, yeah. The th- Maybe let's give it to the thing because the thing is a really good script. Yeah, Bill Bill Lancaster. Okay, let's do the thing. Yeah, let's do that. That that needs more. That needs more Oscars. That yeah. film definitely. Um, I mean, it definitely needed more box office mojo because that film flopped hard. It? Yeah, really? it was. Yeah, no one went to go see it. Like that movie was. What? It got tarnished by critics. I mean, Robert. Ro- no, sorry, not Robert. Roger Ebert, he called it a barf bag movie. I mean, it is gross in places, but that's I mean, not... it is gross. And also, it's very depressing. I mean, I feel like people were more sort of interested with the uplifting, you know, you know, film E.T., because that, that came out the same year. Yeah, two very different alien movies. It kind of tells you everything about Ronald Reagan's America. Okay, um, let's move along then. Um, what is the next category that you want to do? Uh, should we talk? Should we look at Best Director? Yes. Okay, so Richard Attenborough won for Gandhi. Right. And um, he, I think it was during, I think it was during, he it, uh, he, um, he gave a very passionate speech at, uh, at the Oscars. And he, and he mentioned, um, he said, your, your great folk hero, Martin Luther King Jr. was inspired by Gandhi. And um, Lech, uh, Lech Walisa, the, that noble Polish patriot, came out of prison the other day and said that what he had attempted to do was not going to work. The only way in which we could find human dignity and peace was through the philosophies and teachings of Gandhi. It, and, uh, he con- and he concluded, it's not me you truly honor. You honor Mahatma Gandhi and his plea to all of us to live in peace. And Janet Maslin, the critic, uh, she wrote in the New York Times, the Oscar seemed to have the Oscar seemed to have been confused with the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I got it. There used to be such wit in American journalism. Um, yeah, it's kind of gone out okay. the window these days. Yeah, right. Um, I okay. So best I'm going to throw in one person who should have been nominated, and I'm very I having now seen the film, I'm quite shocked that this movie did not get any recognition at all. And that was Werner Herzog for Fitzcarraldo. Okay, yeah, happy with that. Uh, I would also throw in John Carpenter and Ridley Scott. Yeah, the thing in Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the, the the I mean, just the the fact that like. A film like Fitzcarraldo, with everything that happened on that film, you know, from Jason Robards was originally going to be in the film. He was supposed to play Fitzcarraldo, and they shot about 40% of the film. He got dysentery and had to go home, and his doctor said, you can't go back to Peru. So then they had to get Klaus Kinski. Mick Jagger was originally going to be in the film as Fitzcarraldo's assistant, but then he had to go on tour, so they cut the character out of the film. They, you know, they shot in the jungle, they had to do all this stuff, and they had the indigenous population helping, and Klaus Kinski went crazy in the jungle, which someone said would happen, and um, the tribes down there, they actually offered to kill Klaus Kinski, but then Werner Herzog was like, no, no, that's fine, we don't have to do that. Is this the film where Werner Herzog also tried to kill him? Well, they tried to kill each other on every film they worked on. Right, right, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Yeah. Well, there's a very okay, funny so that, I mean, I have Obviously, a, Bernard Herzog was working on it. I mean, it's like, it's like Apocalypse Now times 10, isn't it? 
Oh Chris yeah, Carrado. definitely. It was like in the documentary Burden of Dreams. If you watch Burden of Dreams, you realize all the shit that he had to go through to get the film made. And he was talking about like, I would have to go back to Germany to talk to the investors and get more money. And they're saying that I should cancel the film and start and stop. But I can't do that because then I would be stopping my dreams. I can't do that. Um, I think he deserves a nomination for yeah. sure. I'm wondering whether though... Could I, could I tell a very funny story about what happens on the set of the film? Well, I love that you say, can I tell a very funny story? I think you should put... Why don't you let me decide whether it's very funny and you just tell the story? Okay, fine. So during the making of the film, there was like, uh, they they sort of halted production because there was um, a, the, a woman in the tribe who was working on the, in, in, was with the tribe that was helping out in the film and they were in the film as well. She was she was giving birth, so they stopped the film, and and then Werner Herzog he was allowed to be you know there to present at the to be for, he was there and present during the sort of birth, and then he was like, I why? want to, I want to see why why baby. is Werner Herzog at the birth? Like, imagine that you're giving birth and fucking Werner like I have been through a birth, okay? Like I have been the the last thing I wanted, literally the last thing I wanted in that room at that time was Werner fucking Herzog. Well. You kind this of some people to I have a, I, well, Adam. I, well, here's the thing. Yeah, well, you sort of talked over my punchline on what was a joke. Was I want to see the baby? That's that's what I was saying when he was yeah, was throwing in a Star Wars reference. So he he went. He just he just barged into this woman's like the most. Well, no, no, he didn't. I was making up, I was I was making up a story, and I was I was ending it by saying I want to see the baby, but you spoke over the punchline, so. The, the, Wait, I don't understand the reference. I want that's what he says in The Mandalorian. I want to see the baby. Oh fuck. Oh god, I ruined it. I ruined your bit. Sorry. I came up with this two days ago. It's, it's just... Oh no, Adam. Well, it's a kind of, no, but this Werner Herzog, I am I thought you were telling the truth because it's the kind of thing he would do. Well, he would do. It yeah. Is... I mean, there's like there's like it's the sort of thing he would there's someone be like, Mr. Herzog, uh someone is giving birth and was like, get out of the way, I want to see the baby. Like if you if you just said told me that story and said that he said he wanted to see the baby, I A, I wouldn't have got the I forgot he was in the Mandalorian, and B, um, I just would have been like, yeah, that checks out. He's a nut. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got shot by an air rifle during an interview with Mark Commode, and he carried on the interview. And Joaquin Phoenix... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is this a joke? Is this a Mandalorian no, no, reference? No, this actually happened. It's on YouTube. It's... <laughs> I'm not watching that. I'm so stressful And then also about. there's another story where, where he... Um, he just carries, he's like, ouch, I will now continue talking. <laughs> No, it was like I don't know. I it's just it's. I mean, Mark Commode was very. He wanted to get out of there, and yeah, uh, understandably. And uh, there was there was another story where Joaquin Phoenix got into a car accident, and uh, the the person that came to his aid was Werner Herzog, and like took him out of the car and everything, and then he called the and then and then called the ambulance and then left. He disappeared. Do you see, 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 to me, it sounds like Werner Herzog caused that accident deliberately. <laughs> it's like Joaquin Phoenix is like, I'm okay, I'm fine. And Werner Herzog was like, You're not. You are a phoenix. You are a phoenix, which means you rise from the ashes. You rise from the ashes yeah. of the burning car. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> it was upside down as well. Yeah. He also ate his own shoe because uh, he made a bet with someone and he lost that right. bet. We and he filmed himself eating his shoe. His own shoot. Okay, we need to move on from Werner Herzog now. This is officially too much. Um, so uh, he's nominated anyway. 
Um, and I do think we should nominate John Carpenter and Ridley Scott. Um, yes. So for me, it's Ridley Scott for Blade Runner. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think he it definitely deserved it for Blade Runner. I mean, that film is just incredible. I think incredible. I think it's one of the, it might be the best film of the eighties. It's definitely up there. Um, it's just so fantastically good, so so yeah. uh, prescient, so um, moving, and sort of you know the 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 philosophy of the film is so is sort of compelling like it, i yeah blade runner is 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 a stone cold classic that should have got more recognition um i will also say costa gavra should have been nominated for missing because that's a mm. a great picture um but uh are you happy with ridley yeah i'm definitely happy with ridley yeah i think for cinematography i would have probably given it to dean cundy for the thing and or either jordan crowen or jet no yeah jordan crowenworth for uh, blade runner Let's do uh, let's let's do cinematography and give it to the Cundy guy. What's his name? Yeah, Dean Cundy. Dean Cundy. Let's give it to Dean for the thing. Yeah, I mean the cinematography is one mm-hmm. of those things I've noticed a lot with like because there's one of my favorite shots in the film is um, it's where it's sort of I mean it, I mean shoot, he shoots everything on like a big fat wide lens and it's just it's just Kurt Russell sitting down in a dark room with a tape recorder and behind him is an open door into the hallway. And because the film is just seeped in paranoia, you're just like keeping an eye out. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it does that very well. I mean, it reminds me of, um, it reminds me of the story about the cinematographer who worked on Rosemary's Baby, where um, you've seen Rosemary's Baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the scene where Ruth Gordon is in the bedroom and she's on the phone and she's kind of blocked, like half blocked by the wall. Mm. And the cinematographer was a bit like, why are we shooting it like this? Why don't we see her? And it was because, and he didn't realize it. He he, he sort of disagreed with Roman Polanski because he thought that it looked stupid, but it was when he went to the premiere and all the audience members do this. They, they're trying to look around the corner and then he was like, oh, that's why he did it. That's smart. Yeah, Polanski, well, anyway. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, cinematography, it's not just pretty images. It's telling a story. It's, so this is why, like, let's if we would just look at the um nominations for this year, E.T., fair enough, Das Boot, fair enough, Gandhi, fair enough. But why is Tootsie and why is Sophie's Choice nominated for cinematography? I mean, they're not interesting cinematographic films, whereas Blade Runner and The Thing are. I just don't understand. Are there certain films that just are like, well, they just got nominated for a bunch of other stuff, so we may as well nominate it in this category as well? Like, I don't understand that for, for a second. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. I I I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean I those. I mean Owen Roisman, who's the cinematographer on Tootsie, he was also the cinematographer on Wyatt Earp and The Exorcist. Both films have great cinematography, and I can understand why he was nominated for those films. But this sort of feels like, yeah, it, it, there's it's. It, it, the cinematography is bad. I'm just saying it's not extraordinary. It's not that when you watch Tootsie, you don't you're not like wow, you know what? <laughs> That's. That film's got really good cinematography. Like you're more, it's, you're more interested in the script and the performances. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the comedy that you come away, you know, thinking about more. That bit where Bill Murray pretends to be Tootsie's boyfriend is very, very funny. I, I yeah. just that that was like made for Bill Murray. That bit. Um, okay. Um, so, best director, we did it. So, so best picture now, right? Yeah, best picture went to Gandhi, Richard Attenborough. I think it should have been Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, probably. Um, but you, you know, we talked about the, all the best director ones. You could probably throw in for best picture as well. 
missing the thing. I think, but I do think Blade Runner is just like, now that I sit and look at it, I'm like, that is the film that, you know, when I think about sort of ultimate sort of, you know, if I had, if I had three minutes to like name the greatest films, I'd sort of make a list of the greatest films just off the top of my head, Blade Runner would have to be in there. Yeah. And I don't think I can say the same about any of the other films. I mean, I, I love Missing, but it's, it's not perfect in the way that Blade Runner is just like utterly perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those films that over time, like each time I sat down to watch it, I, I, I enjoyed it and liked it even more. And I, yeah. I, I, I mean, we, I mean, I mean, we, I've recommended it on the Holmes movie recommends episode and, and I think it's, a, and it is, yeah, I remember that we were like, I'm going to recommend a film that people might not have heard of uh, Blade Runner. It's like, we, it's, yeah. I was trying to be funny. Uh, sometimes. Never uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you succeeded. Um, but um, yeah. But it actually, actually, you know what? I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, for a lot of people, that Blade Runner is a kind of a household name, but they might not have seen it. It took me a long time to watch the movie. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a very long time. I mean, yeah, we had the director's cut, the '90s director's cut on DVD, and then I saw the final cut, like the sort of fine-tuned film in the cinema. And watching that in the cinema with the sound and the Vangelis music in the beginning, where it just opens up on this like you know, cityscape of the future, which we've... Have just... I seen it on the big screen, I wonder? I think I may have seen it at the Prince Charles. That's a I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing the sequel, Blade Runner 2049, in the cinema as well. That was That great. is a good film. I, 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 I really like that film. Yeah. Okay. I was very so, well worried done. about... I was very worried going into it, but I, yeah. I, came, I came out of it feeling like that's cinema you're just there going cinema that's i i i love that that you i love that you did just do that but um yeah i just it was good film like yeah i'm not necessarily sure that i was sitting there going ah cinema because i don't think i do that anytime because i'm not a twat but like (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah um I think well, well done. I think we've done some good um, Oscars yeah. uh, justice there. And um, do do you have any other good anecdotes from the ceremony? Uh, there was like a big, um, there was a big uh, tribute to Louis B. Mayer that year. Lovely, but like, just what a load of like inside, like cronyism it is. Yeah. So next with was a musical tribute to. Oh no, so no, not Louis B. Mayer. It was Irving Berlin. Uh, although Ethel Merriman, the star of that of the Academy's 1962 tribute to Irving, had to bow out because of the flu, leaving the singing and dancing to Bernadette Peters and Peter Allen. Afterward, a stage hand tumbled off one of the numbers moving staircases, and the noise interrupted Richard Pryor's introduction of final host Walter Matthau. That sounds quite wonderfully chaotic. <laughs> That's a and now everyone, ah! <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the, I mean, the right. only time where something bad happened, it was like Jennifer Lawrence when she went to get her Oscar for Silver Linings Playbook. She like fell on the stairs or something. That's like that 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 was kind of like an accident. I'm sure there's been other like pratfalls in the history of the Oscars, um, right? Mm. I, I mean, know. the Moonlight La La Land Best Picture. That's that's up there. No, but I mean, like people like falling over. I mean, genuine pratfalls, not like just. <laughs> No, not, not that I can think of. I mean, apart from, yeah, just that. Yeah, there's not been like sort of chaos sort of thing. Oh, wait, there was mm-hmm. a, during, 
I can't remember the actress's name, but she was singing a song from Moana, the Disney film. And they have these people with like wavy things. You can see it. And one of the guys accidentally not hit her enough that she fell over, but she did get swiped by one of these flagged things, not while in during the sort of musical number. So that that that's the one I can think of. I'm trying to Yeah, trying to look up. Um but yeah, no. Um can't think of, okay, well that was uh that's fun. I'm glad we got that anecdote in. Um cool. What are we going uh what are we doing next time? Ooh, what should we do next time? Uh should we go modern like we did for the last episode? Did we do do, do the films of 2014? No, I don't think we have actually. That was the when was that? Well, it was 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number. Uh, that was the 86th Academy Awards. That was when. Uh, yeah, that was when. Um, uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave won. No, we. Ha- I don't think we've actually done that one. Was it 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture that year. I'm talking about the 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 films of 2014, the 2015 Oscars. I should. Oh, I guess right, I should right, say. Right, 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 right. Sorry, 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 sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um. No, 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 no. It's that's quite all right. The 87th Academy Awards, that's when uh, Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, that one. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I feel like I've got some issues with Birdman. So I'd like to, uh, I think I'd like to do this year. Okay, so next episode, we're going to be looking at the 87th Academy Awards. Lovely. All right, man. Well, uh, I'll I'll speak to you then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, check us out on uh, Letterboxd. I'll add our links into the episode description. And um, yeah. Uh, we're both on Instagram. I'm Andrews F. Holmes and Adam is Adam.h.f.holmes. But we do have a podcast page. No, sorry, Instagram page for the podcast, which is Holmes and Movies Pod. So you can check us out there. Look at our five star five star Friday reviews. We recently added a little tribute for uh, Carl Weathers, who uh, sadly yeah, that was away. And um, yeah, he was a, a tremendous, tremendous actor and just amazing presence on screen. Um, yeah, I mean, most people will know him as Apollo Creed and also know him from, you know, Dylan from Predator and, of course, The Mandalorian with, uh, you know, he played Greth Karga. He was, and he also directed a few episodes and uh, on on, the, on that show. Of The Mandalorian? Yeah, he did. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, um, he's, the, well, in, in, in this past season, he directed the episode which um, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Best was in. Oh, where he plays the, the Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi saving uh, Groku. Right. Um, cool. Well, um, fantastic. Uh, I think, yeah, he, he will be missed. But um, uh, yes, do check out the Instagram page and uh, do uh, follow us. Uh, every, uh, send us an email, uh, homesmoviespod yeah. at gmail.com. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back for more Oscars fun soon. Yes. Yeah. So uh, look forward to our episode on the 87th Academy Awards and looking at some of the films that won. I, I've got some, I've got some bones to pick. Maybe. Yes, I think we both have bones to pick. I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. We'll really get into it. All right. All right. Take care, man. Yeah. Take care. Bye.